it is spooky snack time once more and i am one half of your host collective i am nash and i am tiff the other half and welcome to you totally made that up a bi-weekly history podcast about the craziest supernatural paranormal spooky creepy downright weird tales from around the globe you know the kind of stories that make you think someone must have totally made them up And our criteria is that they have to be true in the sense that there has to be facts and names and dates. None of the whole the lore says or the legend goes. We want more than fairy tales except for these. Spooky snacks are the exception. They will come sandwiched in between the main eps because there are many eps and they come from the listeners, your local creepy stories. And so in that respect, we don't care if it's folklore. And we also want your personal stories or family stories. We've had incredibly good ones come through so far and keep them coming. Yeah. Special shout out to Ohio because you've been a a hefty supplier over there. I know that there are plenty of states with some craziness going on. So guys, give us the goods. Europe, I know you're, I know you're listening. Where else do we have listeners? Australia, down under, come on. Uh, oh, Australia's got to have some. Even if it's, look, even if it's like about creepy animals, it's fine. It doesn't necessarily have to be of a paranormal nature. Like, we just want weird. Mm-hmm. Weird is fine. So if you hang out a moment after we say goodbye, you're going to hear an outro that tells you all of our social medias and how to get in touch with us. And please do. Reviews on iTunes are great. And that is something that lots of people look at, to be sure. But we just really love interacting with y'all. So write us and tell us what's up with you, the stuff that's creeped you out. Yeah, we're ready. We're waiting. Now, today's topic is an adventure that Tiff went on involving Wendigos. And for whatever reason, I've seen this creature pop up on several, several other podcast apps for October. And I only bring that up to say that this has been in the works for quite a while. Tiff actually discovered her destination for the adventure last year, right? Two? Wait, three years ago. Yeah. It's been on my mind. It's been on my to-do list. (laughs) And this is the perfect opportunity. Exactly. Well, and you know, my point is we've talked about this without revealing the topic in past episodes. We've talked about her adventure and this had to be planned. Tickets had to be bought. You had two friends go with you. So of course that part also had to be planned ahead of time. So anyway, just wanted to make sure that got clear right off the bat that we aren't copying other podcasts or whatever. This is, we've wanted this for a while. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's one of those creatures. It's that time of year. So, I mean, I get it, but I promise that this adventure was thought out and planned and executed, and I've been anxious to talk about it and record the whole thing. And speaking of other podcasts, before we get rolling, I just wanted to give a few shout outs real quick to a couple podcasts who have been incredibly supportive and kind and communicative, and they are just really cool people. And I'll make a note to myself, actually, to put links to their Twitter and Instagram on those posts when I post the notice that this episode is out on those platforms. So you guys can just click and go to them and see if their content interests you. And I have to say that all of them have great names. First off, Undercover Coven, whose tagline is a podcast about the dark side of humankind. So you got creepy stuff there. And then Probably Improbable, who, as you may have guessed at the title, they tell nutty stories. And I love their tagline. It's a discouraged artist and discouraged actress tell each other about things that aren't real. So very much in our vein. If you like us, you'll like them. Then there's Les Represent, that's L-E-Z Represent, I'm not mispronouncing the French 
Les, L-E-S, it's Les, and their description is, quote, a podcast about female identifying queers. Let's have a conversation, because who better represents you than you? And that's what she does. She has on interesting guests, and they have wonderful conversations. And she's an incredibly, incredibly cool and nice person. I very much enjoyed our conversations. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention Wicked Thoughts, and their description gets right to the point. Murder, cult, death, crazy stuff. Hey, (laughs) I mean, just right to the point. They kindly instigated a raid on Twitter, which is, to my understanding, means people are to go and follow us and hopefully listen. So that was a nice surprise. And we did indeed see a nice little pop up in our listens and downloads. So thank you to those guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. And lastly, I wanted to acknowledge a podcast called Two Girls on a Bench, and I'll tell you why. It's a great one. Their jam is, quote, two frustrated writers with no time to write, how to procrastinate now, a podcast, which I thought that was, again, everybody sums up there's much nicer than we do. And they were winners of a 2018 podcast award for comedy, and they have a tremendous following. And I bring that up. Because let me tell you, they consistently retweet our episode post. And I have no doubt we've acquired new listeners thanks to them. And I'm not bringing them up to be like, oh, Nash and Tiff are kissing a big podcast ass. It's it's because that seems to be a rarity, the really successful podcasts retweeting episode posts of smaller podcasts. And like I say, they consistently do that for us. And I notice that they do it for others, too, which I just think that goes to their character that they want to pay for the success that they've had, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I hope they get acknowledged for that. And if not, well, there you go. We're acknowledging you, two girls on a bench. What's up? All right. So Wendigos. Now we've got some stories for this and more in-depth stuff saved up for an actual episode. And I promise since it has saturated the market so much lately, it'll be a while off. (laughs) We'll... We will not schedule it for a while, but we just want to give you the quick and dirty on this creature so that it properly sets the scene for Tiff's adventure. So here's the deal. Several places I've looked at attribute the legend of this creature to a handful of different Native American and or First Nations tribes. Terminology is dependent on where you live. And so I hesitate to say which specifically until I do further digging for an actual episode. So just keep that in mind. It also has different spellings, which means slightly different pronunciations from what I've seen, but we're sticking with Wendigo. And Tiff and I actually talked about this before the episode. We both dislike Wendigo because it makes us think of dingoes. (laughs) The dingo ate my baby. (laughs) Speaking of Australian creepy animals. um, So that's, we don't, we don't care for that. And so don't add us, even if that's If you personally believe or have proof that that's the correct pronunciation, I apologize, but it ain't going to happen here. I'm going to stick two videos and show notes for you. The one that's my source for these factoids I'm about to give you. And another one by the same channel that is just this adorable animated short about one version, one tribal community's version of the legend. Because that's the thing. There's different versions of it depending on the tribe, but it boils down to some common elements, the primary of which is that this thing eats humans. And technically, it's cannibalism because the creatures were once human. 
Whether the person is possessed by a demonesque entity that makes them do this, again, depends on the community in which you find yourself. But many of the stories say that the creature was once human and that the change was prompted by them eating someone. And from what I can tell, it doesn't matter if it was a Hannibal Lecter situation where it's purposeful or whether it's a life or death situation and they've eaten someone who's died or they've killed someone with the express purpose of eating them in order to survive. The point is that this is a line that isn't supposed to be crossed. Having said that, like the guy talks about in this video I've linked you to, it was acknowledged, it seems, across the board that such situations could present themselves if you, for instance, went too far from home, far from your resources, and either couldn't find any food or couldn't cultivate any food, and also went to preparedness to have stocked appropriately for the hard winter months. Don't overeat. Don't ever fish and overhunt since there's not going to be enough for when it's cold. Because this is a creature associated with Canada and mid-Northeast states like Minnesota and Wisconsin. And talking about being too far from home, he points out in the video that the Native peoples were gradually being pushed further and further away from their homelands and having to get used to some new food sources and land that probably wasn't as easily cultivated. So it's a teaching myth at its core a warning about consumption of resources and straying too far from family because those things could turn you into a monster. And he goes on to talk about some other things like Wendigo psychosis, which, spoiler, isn't a thing. But like I say, that's going to be for the big episode. A common element, though, is that the Wendigo is never satiated. No amount of eating ever fills it up. So it's always just absolutely ravenous for more. Now, here's the appearance of this stinker. I put a cartoony one in the image for this episode, and you're going to get more images courtesy of Tiff, but I'll describe a couple variants for you. In some, it's the size of an average human. In some, it's a giant. In some, it's Bigfoot-esque. In some, it's wolf-like. And our little illustration has a rack of horns, and a Google image search will show you more of those. And that's the version that the TV show Hannibal went with. My personal favorite, though, are the ones that have Wendigos looking like humans, but just really emaciated, almost desiccated. And that's the version the TV show Supernatural went with. And I think that fits the legend better because of that whole never being able to get filled up aspect that I mentioned. So that's your very brief roundup on Wendigos, but it is not the end of this spooky snack. Oh, no, because like we say, instead of a reader story, you're about to get a report from my lovely co-host, who is from one of those states that I mentioned, Wisconsin. And so I'm going to turn it over so that you can hear about this little adventure. So I convinced two friends to join me on this adventure because I didn't want to go on this alone. I didn't know what I was getting into. And I figured that, you know, if it would end up being terrible, at least I had people along there with me. I'm going to say it did not end up being terrible. It was actually quite a bit of fun. So we traveled to Manitowoc, Wisconsin, which is on the shoreline of Lake Michigan. And some of you who are not from Wisconsin or the area are sitting there thinking, why does that sound familiar? And it's probably because you binged Making a Murderer, which focused a lot on Manitowoc County during the Stephen Avery case. So there you go. Don't scratch your head any longer. You know what it's from. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Wendigo. So I stumbled across this festival a couple years ago because I read a headline that said, Harmless or Satanic? Manitowoc Wendigo Fest draws protest from downtown business owner. 
So yeah, that drew me in. I needed to know what the heck is going on. Now, this area, basically you get north of Milwaukee and you have this crazy mix. And I'm sure that this is the same for a lot of places where every other billboard is either for a sex store or for God. So it's a it, it's an interesting mix of hedonism and make sure that you're watching out for Jesus. So of course, there's <laughs> quite a bit of... Uh... <laughs> you can go to the booby bungalow and then stop at church on your way home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leave room for Jesus. That's all you need to know. So yeah. So of course, there's a lot of people that are like, no, this is totally cool. And then there's a, quite a few people who are like, no, you're bringing Satan. So this local business owner was concerned because she did her own research and she turned up old Native American legends about a creature called the Wendigo. Now she came across information that said it particularly focused on young children. She was concerned because this festival on this year, the first year that was going to be happening, was going to be from October 6th through the 7th. And when you add up those numbers, you get 13, which is a number associated with evil. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) And I hate people. I do. Oh, my God. I love our listeners. Mm -hmm. I love our listeners. The festival was going to be concluding with uh, a big parade. Now, instead of going the normal way down Main Street, whichever way they go, they were going to be going the opposite way. And she was concerned that going backward on the Main Street would welcome the devil, which I don't really know why the devil cares what way you're walking for a parade. But no, Stan has no preference. Stan has zero preference in which direction you take your parade. He's happy to attend either way, as long as you send a blood engraved invitation. She obviously did not succeed in keeping the festival from happening. So now it's it's on year three. And Don Dayback, who owns the Dead by Dawn Dead and Breakfast, and is one of the organizers and a member of the Wendigo Society, said that they chose the figure of the Wendigo because it wasn't already overused. They could brand that and make it Manitowoc's own. Manitowoc is a Native American word, and so is Wendigo. So it's a Great Lakes thing. So the Wendigo essentially became the mascot for this little festival. And it's really not a devilish thing. It's not satan. It's, you know, we're not worshiping Stan on the the lakefront there. It's really just a Halloween fest. It's like kickoff to Halloween month. Let's just all get together. And hey, we've got this local legend. So let's just roll with it. And it really is a local legend. There have been Wendigo sightings as recently as actually earlier this year. A story about that focuses on a man who's identified as David W. And he apparently recently moved to the area with his wife. They are out in the woods, walking around and hunting. A few times while they were out there, they felt that something or someone was watching them. Couldn't quite get the feeling to go away. And then finally, one day they're out and they're hunting. And they saw what they thought was a large buck. And as they approached it, they saw what appeared to be a bear standing on its hind legs and scratching its back on a tree. But then it extended a long arm, and they found that it had an oddly shaped head, long ears, actually stood up about eight to possibly ten feet tall, and was very gangly limbed. It ended up taking off, but then as they walked back to their truck, they felt like something was kind of walking along with them, even if they couldn't see it. So as they get closer to their truck, they see a deer out in a field. He shoots it with an arrow, blah, blah, blah. There's this whole thing about the arrow going missing, and they had to find it, and it was somewhere that the arrow shouldn't have been. 
And then all of a sudden they smell the worst smell. And it was a mixture of rot and mud and sulfur. And part of the whole Wendigo legend is that it does smell essentially like death. And it's supposed to be completely terrible. And that's how you know that you've got a Wendigo in your midst. They got scared, bolted right on out of there. And they've been scared of the woods since then. So this creature is cool and it's creepy and it is perfect for Halloween. So this year, the fest was held the first weekend in October. So really that whole six plus seven equals 13 thing doesn't necessarily hold true. It just was the way the calendar worked that one year. They go for the spooky factor as much as possible. When you first enter, you can either walk into the festival or they have an art gallery, which was actually really, really cool. They had art from, they had pieces from artists that were from all around the world. They were haunting and beautiful and one even had teeth in it. So if you are an art collector and you're going for something that's possibly going to give your friends nightmares. Right. <laughs> oh, and this festival, by the way, we are not sponsored by these people. We'll link you to them, but um, we're not sponsored. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like... be dropping a whole bunch of things in here. None of this was sponsored. It was just completely me wanting to go and do something fun. And it happened to coincide with stuff that we talk about. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Somebody wants to sponsor us. Well, hey listen up and you'll find out how to get a hold of us but no this is really just for fun so yeah so there are the artists there and then you can walk into as i mentioned before the dead by dawn dead and breakfast and this operates year round you can stay there and you can rent a room and you know spend the night just like a regular bed and breakfast or you can go for one of their other options where they keep you up all night by scaring you and just being super creepy This is just the best business idea I've ever heard. The name is fantastic. The shtick is perfect. I just, it's right up our alley. Love it. Yeah. It's like you basically are like paying to stay at a haunted house and you know that shit's going to go down, but it's obviously going to be fun. I mean, like I said, they operate year round, so things must be going well. And they, their lobby was just full of decorations. It, it was like you're walking into a haunted house. It was really, really cool. So I do need to kind of let you guys know that I did not get to have the full experience for the fest. The day that I went, of course, it was rainy and it was cold. And being right on Lake Michigan, it was windy. So some of the experiences, some of the things that they had set up, we didn't get to enjoy. But the organizers did the best that they could with the weather and they, you know, they tried to make it happen. There was like a little side stage that they had all arranged that had like different performers. There were aerialists. There was uh, a woman doing like human pincushion kind of things. And they had dancers, they had belly dancers. There was a fortune teller. There was like a little escape room that you could do. They had a main tent where they had bands playing to keep you entertained. And it was uh, an interesting mix of bands. (laughs) Um, None of which, you know, I wasn't familiar with any of them, but I can say that I was entertained by all of them. There was one and they described themselves as horror punk. Which I'd never heard of, but makes sense. It does. Yeah. Yeah. They play around Wisconsin quite a bit. Their name is catchy. It's a rat bat spider. (laughs) (laughs) it's just rat bat spider rat bat spider 
Well, that's why isn't that a podcast? <laughs> My God. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they do have one. I should check it out. Today, today, episode 125, we're going to talk about bats again. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's all we talk about is rats, bats, and spiders. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They, and so, yeah, that's not a name you forget. There was a little something for everyone. And it was really cool to see how some people got really into it. I mean, these costumes. And there was a, a little girl that I had recognized from the website from years before. And she does these super creepy costumes. One year she was Annabelle. And then this year she actually had this whole toy box rigged up with old toys. And they all looked kind of dirty and dingy. And she sat in the middle and she had makeup on and her hair all done. And all of a sudden you'd get up close and she'd just blink. <laughs> scared the hell out of my friend that was with us because she didn't realize there was an actual person in there. There was a whole area full of vendors, and this was at the Wendigo Mall, spelled M-A-U-L, and it was a spot where you could, quote, shop till you drop dead. This is just, I love this. This is genius. I'm, I'm such a, I minored in marketing in undergrad, and so every one of these names I am in love with. Yeah, it's it was so great. And so... The vendors were all around a whole bunch of parked hearses, which I learned after doing all of this, that there's actually like a hearse society or like club. It's almost like, you know, the classic cars um, and how they do like car shows, but it's all for like hearses and funeral cars. I had no idea that there was a whole culture around that. No, no. This is today I learned. Yeah, I was today years old. So that was pretty cool. So anyways, this... They've got the whole vendor area and it ranged from, you know, kind of run the mill stuff where you've got the buttons and you've got little jewelry and, you know, various fandoms that they made pieces for to customize Ouija boards, hand cut, hand painted, and they depicted different, you know, spooky scenes or witches or bats. <laughs> You're going to say there was somebody there selling bats and... <laughs> No, but there was somebody that had antique funeral home items, like funeral parlor. There were there were jars that had labels for different chemicals. There were different plaques that you would have like on the on the funeral car or embalming room. No, I was about to say I have two shelves full of antique apothecary bottles. So I'm not I'm not throwing stones. I get it. Yeah, it was it was really, really cool. Some of it's very niche. <laughs> you know, that's a very particular market, I feel, that they're going for. But if anyone's going to draw that kind of crowd, it's going to be the Wendigo Fest. And then, of course, in the middle of everything, there was the Wendigo. And it was, unfortunately, not a real Wendigo. Or maybe, fortunately, I don't know. Maybe they like to party. We don't know. No, we don't know. And I feel like, you know, God, we've misled the listeners now that you spilled the beans that it was not a real Wendigo, but it was impressive. I've seen the pictures. It's quite impressive as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they really went for it. I mean, it was a cage in the middle of the tent where people are gathering and they're getting drinks and they're listening to their thrash metal horror punk glam band music. And I mean, this person had this elaborate costume. They went with the horns, bloody mouth, they're up on stilts, so I think this person was standing up, you know, probably eight feet tall. 
and just reaching and clawing at people and being the creepiest asshole that they could have been in the middle of this fest. And then I did have, I did stay for the parade that went whichever way on Main Street. I'm guessing it's backwards. I don't know how the parades usually go in Manitowoc. Leading the parade was Miko Hughes, who is an actor that you probably know from the original Pet Cemetery and from Wes Craven's A New Nightmare and also Kindergarten Cop. I think he was the, the kid that talked about penises and vaginas. I was hoping you would tell this part of the story because this is the part of the story that you told me. <laughs> and it was great. <laughs> this poor guy. This poor guy. It's not It's not their fault that it got rained out and so attendance was low. Let's preface this part of the story with that. Yeah. You know, like I said, the my experience was tainted by the rain and the weather because it was miserable. Yeah. You know, I was like... We walked into this tent and he's just hanging out there. And I was like, oh, hey, what's up? It's like nothing. It's cold. I'm like, it sure is, buddy. He had his little hand heater and he's just kind of standing at a table and was waiting to greet fans. He was very friendly. He was very nice. But I definitely felt bad that he was just kind of like hanging out and didn't have a whole lot to do while the weather destroyed the festival i mean at one point it was blowing over tents and blowing over decorations and so that did kind of suck but he did get to be the grand marshal for the parade so hopefully (laughs) wow (laughs) hopefully that you know made his weekend worth it didn't you tell me he did like an instagram story (laughs) he did he did and i hope that you guys can find it out there somewhere he did a whole instagram live of the parade and Because like I said, the weather was really crappy. The parade ended up being a lot smaller than they anticipated. So I think there was like three blocks of like nobody on the street, but the parade was just going because they had their starting point and their ending point. And so he's just on his Instagram story and he's like, what the hell is going on here? This is so weird and awkward. (laughs) And just kind of like talking about stuff and uh, Pet Cemetery was just on repeat in the background. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, this song. I'm so tired of it. <laughs> if I never hear this song again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, finally he made it over this little hill and he could actually see there were people at this parade. He's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was an experience. And I do hope that I get to go again. And I hope that I get the full you know, Monty, the full whatever, without it getting rained out, because I would love to see this thing in full swing. I feel like, you know, it's only in its third year. I feel like it's got a lot of potential. And I do hope that it continues to grow because, you know, it is, it's a fun way to kick off Halloween month. It's that first weekend in October. Everyone's like, I'm ready. I am so set to go. They've got their costumes. They want to just hang out and have a good time. And all centered around the creepy, wonderful, mysterious Wendigo. So I hope that I'm encouraging you guys to go on your own adventures. And if there's that weird festival in town, go check it out. And you might have a really fun time. And then afterwards, while you're in full costume, go to Applebee's. (laughs) That's what we did. Is that what that was my next question? Is that what you did? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. Full makeup, total just, yep. They, they were very uh, alarmed, I think is a kind way to put it, when we walked in. But well, what were you dressed as? I had kind of a witch 
zombies. I don't even know thing going on. It wasn't like anything in particular. I just kind of did uh, makeup that made my eyes look all diseased. Okay, that's a word. Mm -hmm. That's good. What were your friends? Did your friends do anything? They kind of did a a zombie uh, kind of skeleton face kind of a thing. But of course, it had been hours. And like I said, it had been raining. So everything was smeared. (laughs) You uh, were melting. I like that. We were melting and waterlogged. And we're like, please feed us. But they were very nice. So thank you, Manitowoc, for uh, being so accommodating and allowing fun, non-satanic festivals. Yeah. And again, you're right. We encourage people to do that and report back to us and we'll read it for an episode. And, you know, don't get armed and pump your shotguns and run off into the woods looking for a Wendigo. We don't encourage that. But uh, Mm -mm. I was trying to think of something that I could do. And all I could think of was trying to talk my cousin into this. And she's a sweetheart, so she'd likely say yes. But talk her into going to the Bell Witch house and cave because I can't think of a damn thing that's closer to me in Nashville. And the key is the closer it is to me, the more likely it is I'll do it. And that just goes for friggin' everything, not just stuff for the podcast. So now it's about, it's like 45 minutes to an hour away from where we both live and the tickets are cheap. I know there's a fall festival going on that involves community theater plays and, you know, bless them. But I checked the tickets are a little steep for that as compared to the basic cabin and cave tours that they give mostly year round. I don't think they do it in times where the caves are. I don't know. It was something like it's more dangerous in the spring or something. I don't hell. I don't know. Hmm. But, you know, I'm also cheap. So I'm going to go whenever the tickets are the lowest. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, I I talked to um, a few people at the fest, and I came across something else that I'm hoping is going to be another adventure that I can report on that I hope that you guys are entertained by this. And that one's going to be in the Milwaukee area. So yeah, stay tuned. If you've got something in, mm, I'll say, uh, southeastern to south central Wisconsin that you want me to check out, let me know because I'm totally up for doing stuff. You're the, you totally made that up correspondent, (laughs) (laughs) which is great. I will, I will be the sole editor from now until Jesus comes if I don't have to travel. So that's, I'm so lazy. I'm not only cheap, I'm lazy, but you met, you also told me this, that you met a ton of really nice people that they like immediately subscribed to the podcast. So I thought that was sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. I, you know, it's. I feel like, uh, you know, you hear about festivals like this and that one lady that kind of protested it at first and you get this idea that it's satanic and you can imagine the kind of people that are going to be showing up for this. And it ended up being, I wouldn't say necessarily family oriented, but family welcoming and a fun time for pretty much anybody. You can find something to enjoy. I can't believe, though, that that guy was up on stilts for that long. Mm hmm. When the parade came through, I mean, they had even hauled the cage up on the back of a flatbed truck. And oh, my God. It was like it was like when Santa Claus comes at the end of the parade. <laughs> and you're just like, okay, all right. There are all the marching bands. There's all this. Oh, there he is. He's coming down. You see him in his sleigh with the fake reindeer. But instead, this time, it's a flatbed truck with a big cage on it. And this guy in this gruesome Wendigo costume just trying to break out and attack and eat everybody. 
It was delightful. I'm picturing like a small child sitting on the Wendigo's lap, telling him what they want for Halloween. I'd like a still beating heart and a fresh liver. All right, sweetheart. Then that's what you'll find under your bed when you wake up on Halloween. Mm-hmm. There you go. So just imagine that. Sweet dreams, everybody. So that was your first on the scene. Well, not technically on the scene. We can't do a live on the scene report, but close as close to a on the scene report as we can get for the podcast. And again, if you want to hear us do more like this, let us know. If you never want to hear us do anything like this again, <laughs> let us know. That's fine. You know, I'm gotta still going to go. Things. So you guys yeah. can either enjoy it with me or not. Uh, right, right. We might not give you a choice, but uh, well, we'll know. We'll know by the listens, I guess, won't we? But we just thought it'd be a nice little treat for Halloween. And yeah, Halloween month continues. We got one more episode to go. You've gotten something every single week. And then next week is Halloween itself. And you're going to get, I said this in the last episode, and I don't think that I'm spoiling it. It is specifically about stuff that's gone down on Halloween's. Halloween's past and still go down on Halloween's present and probably will go down on Halloween's future. But hopefully it's, we chose things that are one-off that not everybody's doing. Knock on wood, again, shocked, shocked at how many, just scrolling through my Twitter feed, how many podcasts did episodes about Wendigos. But I can say this, ours is unique because I doubt anybody else went to the mana, what is it? Mana? Manitowoc. Manitowoc, Manitowoc, (laughs) that place, festival. So there you go. At least we got unique going for us. Hey, it's something. Yeah. We'll take it. All right. That's it. Oh, and here's one more thing. I was, I'm always, I've got a long list of podcasts that I try to check out at least two or three every week, new ones, because on Twitter, they do a follow Friday and I've started doing that and I try to list like four to six new ones every week because I don't want to be that person who lists the same people over and over again. Hint, hint to anybody else who might be listening. But uh, sorry, I can't, I can't resist sometimes not to be your mom, but I'm just trying to point, point it out. Might want to vary it up a little bit, give other people some love. Doesn't have to be us. I just mean in general. So I've started doing that and I heard not on every episode I've listened to of them because it's one that I revisit but on a handful of them I've heard them say stay spooky not that that's a particularly original sign off but now I'm like should we be saying keep it creepy we're we're open to suggestions is my point of what you want our sign off to be yeah it wasn't stay spooky just kind of something that we said we're like we'll go with it okay go with that there's alliteration you know So look, this is our, this is our sign off insert catchy sign off here. (laughs) I guess what no children were eaten during the making of this episode can be the sign off for now. It's true. At least not while I was there. I think that's a good sign off personally, at least not while I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Rat bat spider for life. (laughs) Rat bat spider for life. Hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'll link to them too. If I can find, if they've got a website, we're going to link them too. We're going to link the dead and breakfast. We'll link the festival. We'll link that dude's Instagram. I've already forgotten his name. I'm sorry. (laughs) And um, we'll just link it all. And again, 
not sponsored. Not sponsored. Nobody. Hey, nobody sponsors this podcast. <laughs> Anchor does. Our distributor does. But that's a little different. So, uh, yeah, if you want to sponsor us, if you want to, if you're another podcast and you want to do promo swaps. What was that? Was that your cat? <laughs> it's <a> cat. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> it was a Wendigo. All right. That's how we're signing off. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can check out our sources for each of the episodes at show notes, along with any supplemental things we think you might enjoy. Visit us on our blog at youtotallymadethatup.tumblr.com. You can also find us on Twitter at YTMTUPodcast. And on Instagram at you totally made that up. Feel free to contact us on those platforms. And you can also email us. That address is you totally made that up at gmail.com.